You're listening to NapaBroadcasting.com. Thanks for joining us here at NapaBroadcasting.com. 19 days until Election Day. Ballots are out. People are voting. Some people have already returned their ballots. We're going to talk a little bit about what's going on with the election and a little bit about what the procedures and what's going to be happening in this election in which a large turnout is expected. It is my pleasure, as always, to be joined by Napa County Clerk, Assessor, Registrar, Recorder, John Tudor. John, thanks so much for coming in. I love it. It's always good to have you here. So ballots are completely out. They should be. That's a question at the end of that. <laughs> yeah. I talked to somebody today who said that they haven't gotten their ballot yet. I well, was... actually, one of the candidates for college board hasn't received his ballot yet. Right. I won't mention names, but uh, I told him that if he hasn't gotten it in the next day. Now, I asked at the I was just coming from a department head and managers meeting for the county. Not one hand went up of registered people. They've all gotten their ballots. So by Saturday, the great bulk of our 76,000 ballots should have hit all the mailboxes in Napa County. So if any listeners who So hear, people shouldn't panic if they haven't gotten their ballot yet. Absolutely not. But they should, by Thursday or Friday of this week, the 19th, 18th or 19th, get in touch with our office if they haven't gotten a ballot. Now, they can go online to our county website, and they can order a second ballot online. We used to have to come in person and sign everything. We don't do that anymore. So if they're worried or they're leaving town and they haven't gotten their ballot, immediately go online, and we will get them a new ballot. Okay, great. Have ballots come in yet? Have you gotten any returned yet? Yeah, the first week, so most ballots didn't hit until Friday. We did a pickup on Friday of ballots at our drop boxes. We have eight this time instead of seven. We had 10 ballots. Today we did a pickup, 356 ballots. Wow. And they've just been out most of the ballots Friday and Saturday. So there's some interest, I hope, in this election. Well, I think there is. It was interesting. I don't know if you heard the statistic out of Georgia yesterday. Their early voting started yesterday. It may have been Monday. Mm-hmm. And four years ago, the last midterm, on at the end of the second day of early voting, they had 20,000 people that had voted as of the second day this time around, they had 68,000 people that voted. Oh, that's great. I hope that translates to turnout in California <laughs> well, as well. Well, who knows? But <laughs> Even though we don't have some of the hurdles that poor voters have to jump in Georgia. Right. But, but people are energized about this election. They seem to be paying attention. Politics seems to be the national sport at the moment. Absolutely. And I think that could translate positively or negatively, into voter turnout. Well, it's also not too late to register to vote until Monday the 22nd, which Mm -hmm. is next Monday. Right. uh, At midnight, people can register online on their phones, on their computer, come into our office, whatever they want to do, and we'll get them their ballot and their voting material in time for them to review it and vote. I had a great story happen yesterday. I was at the admin building, and some gentleman came in and said, I want to vote, and I said, come with me. So he had, he's homeless, so he had been at the Hope Center, so his ballots were returned because the Hope Center closed at the Methodist Church. He's now at 100 Hartle Court, which is a good mailing address and a residence address. I was so pleased, not just with our staff, he came in and 12 minutes later, he had registered, we had him vote on our ICX um, ballot marking device, Mm -hmm. he put it in an envelope and he was done. So so talk about this device. What is this device? So the ICX we started in June, it's a ballot marking device. It doesn't store your vote or anything. It's electronic, but only to the point where you push on what you want to vote and it prints out a paper ballot. 
So it prints out a paper ballot, which our machines read. You fold it up, put it in an envelope, sign the envelope, and you're done. And so we have those at all our vote centers that will be opening two of them on the 27th of October, one at American Canyon at the Holiday Inn Express, the other at our office, and our other six vote centers open on uh, Saturday, November 3rd. And what's the advantage to this? Well, the advantage of a vote center is anybody can vote anywhere in Napa County. It's not a polling place. So when you were a polling place voter, you had to go to your polling place. They only have one ballot there. We have 167 different ballots in Napa County, and they're all available on a printer. We print them on demand Uh at the vote center. Right. So anybody can walk in. You work in Calistoga, live in American Canyon. You remember, oh, it's election day or the day before. It's Monday. I want to vote. You go to the Calistoga Vote Center, and there's your American Canyon ballot with the right candidates on it. And is this something that we're doing, that you're doing for the county on its own? Is this sponsored by the state? Is it some kind of a part of the experiment that we were part of with the vote by mail, et cetera? Right. So we are a Voters' Choice Act county, one of the first five. And there's still only five in the program. We're hoping it'll expand by March of 2020. And we'll talk about the next election at some point in the show. And uh, we are all vote by mail. We were already 90% vote by mail, and we'd had vote centers. We were about the only county in the state that had had vote centers for almost a decade. So it wasn't a big jump for us, and it was very successful in June. The entire statewide turnout jumped 10%, so we can't take credit for us jumping 10%. But that we're hoping to see if this election, the Voters' Choice Act with 100% vote by mail, makes a difference in turnout. Now, in November of, in June of 2018, 62% of all Californians voted by mail, not just the Voters' Choice Act counties, Hmm. the five. So voting by mail is becoming the standard. Oregon, Washington, Colorado are now all vote by mail. They have vote centers like we do. So we're the coming wave, and I'm glad we were out in front, staying on the surfboard, and so far it's going well. What was our turnout four years ago for the last midterm election? 39.22, and this time we hit 49.22. But, of course, California as a whole was 25. It jumped up to 35. So that 10% seems to have moved across the board. Right. So, you're, I mean, it's possible we could have an even more significant turnout this time around. Last time in uh, November of 2014, which was the last right. gubernatorial, we were 56.99. Got it. So we would hope to beat that number. It would be great if we got up into the 60s. I'd love to be 100%, but that's not going to happen, I'm afraid. No, that's not going to happen. How many non-registered voters do we have? Well, that's a very sad story. Not Napa. We're, a, we're eighth in the state in terms of our percentage of eligible citizens who registered to vote. The state's in the mid-70s, in other words, three out of four. So one quarter of all eligible Californians don't even register to vote, and that's my goal to break that tradition. So we have 14,000 unregistered eligible citizens in Napa County. And I was been around to, I went to two high schools yesterday. I met with the adult school at Napa, uh, you know, associated with the Napa Valley Unified School District. 
and we're doing all we can to bring those 14,000 into the fold. And as I mentioned, they can register online, anyone who's eligible, can register online until midnight on October 22nd. And now we have conditional voter registration in Napa County. The first time was in June. So you can register from the 23rd, Tuesday the 23rd, on through Election Day. The one difference is you have to come in person because we have to register you, issue your ballot, and you're going to have to vote it there. Now, of course, you can take, you know, as much time as you want once we've given you the ballot to, to review the material and make your choices, but you can't leave with an unvoted ballot. Right. You're going to have to vote it there. We had 216 people uh, vote conditional voter registration, all of whom were accepted. We're hoping that that will increase and get into our 14,000-person deficit so that we reduce that. What's the main reason that people give, as best you can tell, as to why they haven't registered? Well, there's two reasons, and one of them is part of this national trend of fear that has been promoted primarily from Washington, D.C., but also at state level, fear of immigrants, fear of being the government, you know, being part of the system. So the first reason people don't register to vote is unfortunately fake news. They think they won't get on jury duty. Well, that's not true. If you have a California driver's license or ID card, you're going to be called for jury duty, whether you're registered to vote or not. So the one thing you want to do is when you register, use the same name as on your driver's license. Because if you registered as Jeffrey, but you're Jeff on your driver's license, you're going to get in the jury pool twice. So you only want to be in the jury pool once. So make sure you register in the same name on your driver's license. So the other reason that I'm a, that bothered me, and I heard about it today, is eligible citizens, especially from in the immigration community, are afraid to register to vote. They think they're going to get in some kind of trouble by exercising that precious right. And that's what's so scary about all this voter suppression stuff that's going on nationally. Well, it's interesting that you, you joke about, I mean, not joke, but as it relates to uh, the jury pool, you know, use the same name that you have on your driver's license. This whole exact match thing that's going on in some states is scary as well. Right. Well, that one is a different issue. You right. don't have to do that. You can be JX. Here you segment. can do that. Right. Here you can do anything you right. want. Yeah, these 50,000 that are being held up in Georgia, and 70% of them are from people of color. No, that's <laughs> not what America's about. And here that doesn't, that's not the case. Nothing you can register under, and you can, by the way, you can run for office under almost any name. <laughs> you can make them up as you go along. So, Scary prospect. Yes, but no, those are the two main reasons, and neither of them are valid. Mm -hmm. I want to come back locally and talk a little bit about the vote centers, where they're going to be, all the things that people can do other than just mail in their ballots. All right. Well, the big the big change in June was our new drop boxes. So we now have eight drop boxes, and I'll give you the locations quickly. Also, the location of the drop boxes are on our website, so anybody can go to countyofnapa.org, put in drop box, and up comes the list of drop boxes. But just briefly, we have a new one in the city of Napa on Solano Avenue, just south of Redwood Road, across from the uh, Redwood Plaza Shopping Center. We have one at our office in the alleyway. We have one on Soskill at Lincoln near, near uh, Walmart.
across the street by Roundtable Pizza. And this time we've put out no parking signs. We had a lot of blowback legitimately deserved because I didn't read my permit and didn't realize I could put up no parking signs. Now they're up, says no parking, drop box, uh, ballot delivery only. And then, of course, there's the one in American Canyon, which is at City Hall. There's one in Yountville at uh, the community center. That one you can actually drive up to, as you can the one in the alley by our office. And then in St. Helena, it's at the library. In Calistoga, it's just outside of Calmart on the side Uh street there. And in Angwin, it's at the College Mercantile at the market. And we've, as I said, 25% of our ballots in June came back at the drop boxes, Jeff. And 28% were delivered to our vote centers. That means only 47% of the people who voted in June used the mail. And we're a vote-by-mail well, county. Well, one, one of the things that has come up repeatedly in that regard is postage. Well, the whole new world there. <laughs> we're paying the postage this time. If you Because last time it was yeah. really came up as a big deal. Right. So the board decided, and that's fine with me, to pay the postage. Uh, all the return envelopes are postage paid. You, and, of course, if you drop them in the drop box or at the vote center, it doesn't cost right. us anything. One other thing I wanted to say about returning your ballot is, and I'm sure you're aware of this, but in case you're not, I just talked to a group of department heads and managers, and about half of them said, oh, I didn't know that. If you vote early, the, not often, just early. just early, if you vote early, the campaign subscribe to our list as who's voted. And once you vote, they take you off the robocalls and they take you off the junk mail. mail. However, there has been an argument made that we are, and I want, I'm glad you brought that up because I want you to answer this, that we, Napa County, is slower than some other counties in updating that information to the vendors out there. That's not correct. Well, I want to give you an opportunity yeah, to respond. I didn't even, I've never heard that <laughs> fake news before, so I'm glad. That news is out there. So. I don't know where that's coming from because we post as soon as the ballot's good, that list is available. I mean, instantaneously, people okay. subscribe to that. We put it out nightly, depending on how often they want to get it. So, no, that's working. And it's, you know, the other trend that you and I have talked about this over the years The other trend that I'm amazed at is that people are waiting longer and longer to vote. Right. So in 2016, we got 50% of our ballots back by Saturday noon. In June, we only got 40-some percent, low 40s. And everybody's waiting. They're going to the vote centers. They're dropping them in the drop. We had to go to our drop boxes three times a day on Tuesday, Election Day, because they were filling up. Do you have a theory as to why this is? I have a part of a theory. Go. I think people are undecided. There's a lot of confusion, especially with these 11 ballot proposition as to what means what and who's doing what to whom. So I think there's one, it's a big undecided vote. I think that's one of the reasons that um, Measure C failed is that people who were not, it was passing on election night. If you recall, by by 42 votes, every minute of it. And then it went down to 36 at the next count ahead at the next count. It reversed. And the reason for that is, is that undecided voters were waiting. And if you're undecided and you don't understand it, what's your natural propensity? 
to, to vote, vote no. no, which is right. what we right. all hoped would happen. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. I'm not going to comment on that. But that is what happens, and that's probably what turned it around was no fault of either campaign, but just all the, the publicity and the confusion, people tended to vote no at the end, and that's why it switched. Right. And, and the propositions are really, I think, going to cause a rash of late voting this time around. Well, unless people skip them all. <laughs> well, I mean, that's a possibility, too. I mean, I, I, don't, I consider myself a high-information voter, right? And I had my mouth filled it out right away, most of it. And there's a couple of the propositions, eh, I've got to think about that, or I've got to get a little more information. Well, what I did, and I voted also— already is I use my sample ballot booklet because it got a ballot in it mm -hmm. and I mark that first and I don't think I had to switch any of them I mean I kind of surprised myself after reading the arguments I voted no on one that from its title looked like I'd vote yes for it and I voted yes on another that I wasn't sure that I would have done that but now, I was able to knock them out pretty well, but you're absolutely right. It's hugely confusing, yes. not to mention the campaigns are, in some cases, purposefully, purposefully trying confusing. to confuse absolutely. you. Absolutely. Right. right. Yeah, the whole initiative process, you know, I'm a believer in it, but boy, it's, it's been— seriously broken. It's been derailed right. by money. Anybody can get anything on the ballot if they got enough money. Right except when the Supreme Court threw one of them off. So just to point out to people, it goes from 8 to 10 because the Supreme Court knocked 9 off the ballot. So that's why there's no Proposition 9. When are you going to start counting? And, and, and that's not just a silly question. I mean, it's relevant to this subject of what we'll have on election night and ballots that come in at the last minute, et cetera. All right. So we've really accelerated our count from the six, the 16 election, the 2016 election cycle. So we are going to start counting on Sunday the 4th at 9 a.m. And anyone's welcome to come and watch us do that. They can't be in the room, but they can watch through the glass. Um, we're going to start counting and we're going to count, and we were able to count ballots that arrived through Monday because we kept counting until Tuesday, Election Day. We will stop counting probably noon, 1 o'clock on Election Day, mm -hmm. depending on how big the turnout is. Right. We can count right up until 5 or 6 o'clock as long as I can process the results and make sure that they make sense in terms of the numbers balance, not how the outcome right. is. Um, so at 8.01 p.m., we've been the first in the state for a decade now to report uh, at 8.01. We're the first county in. One year we were at 7.59, but nobody paid any attention to that, thank goodness. Don't tell anybody, by the way, that that happened. That was many years ago. So we're going to have, hopefully, in the 40 percents, maybe in the 50 percents, depending on the turnout, at 8.01 p.m., we're going to do a second count that night if anyone wants to cast what we call a live ballot, not in an envelope. Those will be collected at the vote centers and brought in. We had four of those in June. Everybody else used an envelope because it makes the most sense. We're going to count again on Friday the 9th. So that'll be all the ballots that we've been able to process. That can, now, it won't be all of them because, as you know, we get almost half the ballots in those last few days. We're going to count on the 9th. Monday the 12th is a holiday. It's Veterans Day, and we're not going to work that day. 
and then we're going to count again on the 13th and the 14th. So my goal is to have about 95% of the ballots counted by the 14th of November. And then we're going to shut it down. And I won't do the last 5% until we've done all of the certification uh, things we have to do, including the manual tally. And what's the date for that, the outside date for that? Well, I have until December 6th, but I'm not going to take that long. I'm hoping, of course, we have the two Thanksgiving days we don't work. That's the 22nd and the 23rd. So I'm hoping the week of the 26th is when we will certify as early that week as we possibly can. Now, as you know, with six candidates running for city council, the odds are there's going to be some very close races in there. I yeah, don't know think? What, yeah, <laughs> I don't know what you're predicting, but I think there are going to be some very close races there. And as I've told you, and you've been very good to listen, and as I tell all of our interested citizens, it's not over until the it's over, which is when we certify, because we have to do a manual tally. We have to make sure that all those people who registered to vote in person between October 23rd and November 6th hadn't voted inadvertently or otherwise in another county, and then we certify, and that's the final. However, when you say it's not over until it's over, that's really only if it is close absolutely within a certain number within a certain range as it was on on measure c absolutely generally if something or someone is ahead by a reasonably substantial margin let's say by 300 votes 400 votes 50 probably right it's over pretty much i mean i can't say that but the statistics of the first 40 percent voting differently than the last 60 percent is except in the case of Measure C when it's that close. But the margin, what was the Measure C margin? I don't remember on election night. 42. 42 votes, yeah. right. So that's one that that's fell in my range. That's a pretty small margin, right. I mean, if you want to be safe, you could say 100 votes. 100, right. So we had a, a person do a recount for a city council race in American Canyon a number of years ago. There were two seats open. He came in third by 73 votes. He spent $3,400 of his own money. We counted two-thirds of the ballots. Not one vote changed. Not one vote. So 73 is an impossible margin. With one or two votes, maybe a recount would be worthwhile. I hope not, but that's up to the candidates to decide. Right. I've done my so we had a race a number of years ago, Jeff, where it switched. On election night, the second person was ahead. On the final tally, the third person actually jumped into second. Which race was that? That was up in Calistoga. Ah, One right. candidate was seven ahead on election right, night. When we finalized, the other candidate was fourteen ahead. Nobody wanted a recount. I offered them to come in and watch us do the manual tally. I offered to have them look at every ballot if they wanted. They said, we know that the system works. But those were small numbers, as you say, 7 votes, 14 votes, you know, 47 votes on Measure C. If it's 100 votes or more, it's not going to change. That's probably true. I'll be very interested to see how on election night the six city council candidates rank and see how close together they all are, and see if that ranking changes as we go on during the count. Yeah, it may not be as close as you think. Um, Well, uh, let me put it this way. It may not be as close as you think on the top. 
it could be very close, closer to the bottom, where it won't really matter. No, it's the top two that right, count. Right, right. <coughs> because there are only two seats. Yeah, I seats. don't think it's going to be as close as you think on the top. I'll be darned. It could be really close, uh-huh. closer to the bottom. Okay. So, well, so, well, if somebody wants to do a recount to see if they lost in fifth or <laughs> yeah, sixth yeah. place, they're welcome there to do it. There are some crazy people running. <laughs> Who knows? We'll see. No, I doubt that anybody's going to do that. Right. Um. That pretty much covers it. I think that uh, we're hoping that it all goes well and we have a big turnout. Big turnout is the key, and please register to vote. You have until Monday. Give the deadline again. That's important. Monday, October 22nd at midnight to do it online. You can mail a paper registration up until as long as it's postmarked on the 22nd. After that, you can still register. You just have to register in person. One last thing, because this yes. came up, somebody mentioned this to me, relative to what we were talking about before, about filling in the ballots, you, you using your sample ballot. If somebody makes a mistake they get a and want to change their vote, Bring what it should in. they do? They can't mail it in. Once it's in the mail, you can't change it. Once I've got a ballot, I can't give it back to you. But if you made a mistake and you realize it, just bring it in. We'll give you a new ballot. Don't white it out or... Uh... Well... Some people do that. Right. Then we, if we can figure out what they meant, we can still count it. Okay. So if somebody does that, it's not the end of the world. If you, so we have a lot of people who decide they're going to vote yes on nine, which isn't on the right. ballot, and then they change their mind and want to vote no. So what they do is they mark yes in the little oval, and then they cross that out, mark no, and put an arrow no, right. and we count that. If I can determine, if you can the, determine voter's the intent of the voter. Right. And that will be spit out by our machine because our machine can't <laughs> determine voter intent. Right. The machine can only determine that they can't tell which one they wanted. Uh, AI eventually will determine. No, I hope not. AI (laughs) will remove us from the voting (laughs) process. That's artificial intelligence, by the way, for our listeners. John Tudor, I thank you so much for coming in. My pleasure, and I look forward to getting the link so I can post it on my social media. I look forward to getting the results. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to NapaBroadcasting.com, Napa Valley Radio for the way we live now.